today at 985-632-0988. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Rolling on with our number three, Jack Benjamin in for Gus here on this Monday, June 13th. A big week for Saints fans, start of mandatory minicamp. Tomorrow it gets going, open to the fans Tuesday and Wednesday. It'll be closed on Thursday, but a whole lot for fans to look out for. And joining us now, Sean Fazan of Fox 8 Sports. You can follow him at Sean Fazan Fox 8 on Twitter. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing doing all right. Just doing my best to uh, fill some big shoes here of Gus Cattengill, the one and only. <laughs> um, I don't know some big shoes, I know. <laughs> well, no doubt about it. Hey, I know you uh, do a terrific job. Always enjoy your coverage over there for Fox Eight. Tell me about uh, minicamp this week. What you're look, what you're most looking forward to seeing, and uh, what fans should be looking out for. Maybe the biggest couple of storylines in your mind going into Tuesday. Yeah, there's quite a bit. I mean, first and foremost is just who's there. Um, I, I, OTAs are obviously optional. Minicamp is obviously mandatory. So everyone is expected to be there. And the OTA attendance, at least from some marquee guys, um, they've had a few marquee guys out. So, uh, hopefully get a, get a full, uh, slate of players, uh, that are able to be there. They're able to be there that actually do, uh, go to minicamp. Dennis Allen said no one was excused. So he expects everyone to be there. Uh, that's the first thing. The other thing is, you know, uh, if everyone is able to be there that is there, don't see everyone there, then obviously that means some people will be doing some rehabbing, some injuries. We'll get a clearer picture as far as uh, who still has work to do in terms of health, in terms of getting back uh, up to speed for training camp come uh, the end of July. So uh, that, those two storylines be pretty big. And also, look, I've been watching a lot of Damon Winston over the offseason. He's already kind of won in my mind because he's already doing more than I expected. I expected this week to be the first time for him for him to maybe get on the field and do some light work, but he's already doing that work. He's done that work throughout the offseason program of the OTA, so he's already ahead of schedule, but curious to see if there's any more movement uh, in his development and his recovery from his injury because uh, he's done a lot of work on the field, but he's yet to do team drills yet, so be curious to see if maybe he's able to do a little bit of that uh, come this week at minicamp. If not, it's no big deal. Uh, it's just something I'll be watching going forward. Yeah, you talk about Jameis, and, and fans often forget He's only, what, seven months removed from major knee surgery. And, again, that's a torn ACL, all kinds of damage to the MCL as well. And there was all kinds of buzz made about having a limp and how big the knee brace was and that sort of thing. But we knew it was going to take time. And you kind of go to my next point, which is as we look at the next stage in Jameis's development, how much he might do this week. Do you have expectations? Are you hearing kind of what's to be expected out of him going into this week? What have the Saints kind of said about the way that they're ramping him up? Well, it's basically, they, look, they said Jameis has been great throughout the uh, 
throughout the process. And, you know, the question was asked last week is, you know, Jameis has got such an energetic, want-to personality that uh, maybe if you have to save from himself a little bit, you don't want him to do too much and, and obviously have a have a setback in any sort of recovery. So um, I would imagine at the very least he's going to do what he's done uh, throughout OTAs, which is you know, getting some decent working with his receivers, doing the one-on-ones, even some seven-on-seven work. I guess, I guess the big difference would be does he do the full team period with 11-on-11, with the offensive line in front of him, with you know guys rushing, uh, is that certainly uh, on the table, or could that be on the table for him this week? I think that would be a uh, a, a significant corner turn in his development. But like I said, big picture, like you laid out the timeline there, seven months for that kind of injury, he's way ahead of schedule. So to me, he's already won. Um, if he can do the extra work, do it. But if, if, it, if it's risky, I would say at this point, there's no need of doing that risk just because, or taking that risk because, uh, like I said before, I feel like, and I think many around the organization feel like he's already sort of ahead of schedule. Again, speaking with Sean Fazan, does a great job covering the Saints for Fox 8 Sports. You can follow him at Sean Fazan, Fox 8 on Twitter. So you mentioned of guys, uh, Jameis Winston being ahead of schedule in his recovery. Flip it over to another guy who's recovering from an injury, and Michael Thomas sat at all last season with the ankle injury coming off of surgery. We heard from Dennis Allen last week talking about that he's doing well, but considering him doubtful to participate in minicamp. What's the latest that you've heard about his kind of recovery timeline? We've seen the videos of him sprinting. Where do you feel like he's at based on the word around camp so far? It's an interesting, it's an interesting injury, and it's an even more interesting timeline just because given when the actual injury occurred, how long it's been since he's actually been on the field. It's just been a really long time since anyone has seen you know, number 13 with his teammates having a full practice. It's just been a really, a really long time. Right now, I, I use the point on my podcast and on my our, our show here on Sunday night, I'm at the point of curiosity, not concern, uh, because it is June, and you don't necessarily need him ready for June or for minicamp. But I do think if you get into training camp and into the preseason and into closer and closer to the regular season, if you still don't see him on the field, then that becomes a concern. Whether or not he can, and it doesn't sound like he's going to do anything uh, this week, uh, to me, look, you'd rather have him than not have him, but it, it is what it is at this point. There are no games to be played for quite some time. But um, I am very curious because this timeline is really extended well past the point uh, that any anybody really thought. So here we are in, you know, what is it, mid-June. Right. So it, it, it's tough that he's not available, but uh, they still have some time left before they get to the regular season. So that's when they really need him. But look, getting him on the field at some point is gonna it's going to matter. Uh practice I'm talking about because you know people don't realize I and mean, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of reps with Jameis Winston. I mean when Jameis Winston took over the start of Mike T was still hurt uh last season. So we're talking about a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of reps with uh with a starting quarterback with, with the starting quarterback and Jameis Winston and plus there's other guys he's got to figure out how they kind of mesh well with him talk about Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. I mean uh a team and an offensive coordinator and an offensive staff has to kind of figure that out and they gotta You'll see how it all kind of blends together. So I think getting him on the field is going to be important, but it's not going to be concerning uh, in terms of like any sort of lingering health issues until we get into training camp and the preseason, which we're not there yet. So it's still a still a there's still plenty of time. 
Yeah, I think folks sometimes forget that when he posted the NFL record 149 catches and 1,725 yards in 2019 when he won Offensive Player of the Year, Drew Brees was the guy throwing him the ball. So, yeah, n- not a whole lot of uh, reps happening so far alongside uh, Jameis Winston. Again, we're talking here with Sean Fazan, covers the Saints for Fox 8 Sports, at Sean Fazan, Fox 8, way to follow him on Twitter. Looking at the running back group here real quick, of course, you can only give so many answers on Alvin Kamara and and what you're hearing surrounding his situation. Saw a couple of reports today, Sean, about David Johnson and the possibility of the Saints potentially bringing him in to add another body along with Mark Ingram in that running back room. You got a guy like Tony Jones, who's uh, still in there, Abram Smith, an undrafted free agent, trying to work his way in. What's the latest you can give us that you've heard on both Alvin Kamara and then also maybe some of those other guys who could be in the mix to try to create some depth just in case Kamara has a, a suspension or has to deal with missing some time? Well, look, Kamara, you know, as far as I know, is healthy and can play. So I expect him to be at minicamp uh, this week. So that'll be a significant development in terms of actually seeing 41 back on the field with his teammates. Because as far as I know, in the, the, the OTAs we were able to see, he was not there. Now, I don't know if he was there. Uh, and the OTAs we were not able to see. But nonetheless, uh, so that would be a pretty significant development. In terms of the timeline with the legalities and that sort of thing, I mean, it is still kind of wait and see. I guess everyone's kind of waiting on, you know, the judicial system and obviously the NFL, whatever they're going to do. But even even if you had a full, healthy Alvin Kamara without a suspension this year, you can guarantee you would still need or have a need for a second back. I mean, no one talks about the loss of Latavius Murray last year and how much – I think that had an impact on this offense. I mean, I think that was a bigger loss than people realize. And you got some guys like uh, like Tony Jones Jr., as you said, Abram Smith, the undrafted rookie, a guy has done fairly well uh, in the OCAs. You have Mark Ingram, who's you know a little bit older, but nonetheless knows the system. But it does not shock me in any way, shape, or form that uh, they are looking at veteran running backs right now. I saw the report of David Johnson. Makes a lot of sense if you uh, want to add a veteran to the mix that can do, some, do a lot of things within your offense. You know, you check it out. And I guess we'll see what happens in terms of that if the plan actually comes. But the fact that the Saints are looking, I mean, it, that is no shock to me, no surprise to me at all, because they needed that even with no issues involving Alvin Kamara. With potential issues involving Alvin Kamara, they definitely uh, need another player at that position. And let these guys compete it out and, uh, and, and see what happens. But they absolutely need to add someone uh, to, that, to that room. That's a great point on Latavius Murray. I wasn't thinking about that too much, but yeah, that loss of depth just killed them last year. And especially when yeah. after Jameis went down and you think about this team still finding a way to be over 500. Yeah, boy, if they just had another runner, maybe that could have helped even more. Did see the news, by the way, too. I just, just to bring this up, Will Lutz, not sure if you saw the post. I'm sure you did, but uh, the fact that he's officially back. So, uh, that's, that's a guy who I'm sure Saints fans took for granted a little bit. It'll be great to see him back on the field. He's missed seven extra points in his career and the Saints missed seven last year let me ask you about the defensive side of the ball real quick i know one of the major storylines is the cornerback position we saw what paulson adebo did last year alante taylor has made some noise outside kind of that secondary any other storylines that that folks should be following on the defensive side of the ball for the start of minicamp yeah look look Lattimore hasn't been there so i mean Lattimore getting back will certainly be a significant storyline as well uh participating in minicamp this week which again uh he'd be one of the ones that i would suspect you know Dennis Allen was talking about when he says he expects everyone to be there. So, um, and I, I don't really want to see, let's just say he's there, and a guy like C.J. Garner Johnson, who hasn't been in the OTAs that I've been able to see, let's just say he's there as well. Uh, then maybe you get a little clearer picture of what this uh, secondary could potentially look like. You're talking about Tyron Matthew. Marcus May was doing a little bit more work last week with the 
certainly an encouraging sign, but that would be nice to kind of get a look at, you know, what's the secondary going to look like? And I think on the surface, when you look at it, it's pretty potentially a potentially good secondary, uh, maybe even great if all the pieces come together. So that would certainly be nice to see in minicamp. And look, the good thing about minicamp, and I know fans will be there Tuesday and Wednesday, is uh, those are wide receiver and, and DB are generally the, that to me, that's the easiest position to follow when you watch a minicamp because it's not padded. You can't look at the quarterback, but you can follow the ball. Uh, so you can see growth and development from those guys. You mentioned Paul in the Debo, uh, back getting first team reps. So uh, I think he was one of the ones was thrown through the fire a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, had his rookie moments, but I think overall he passed the test. And I think it looked for only him to improve in year number two. So, um, yeah, that's secondary. If, if all those guys are in attendance and we'll see them on the field, we'll get a first first look at the Saints 2022 secondary, which I think on the surface can be pretty good. We were talking earlier about what you're most looking forward to seeing, and people were mentioning Jameis Winston and a couple of the other guys. I said, look, I just want to see the wide receivers and defensive backs get after it. I can see who they are. I can see the matchups. Let's uh, let's throw the ball up and uh, see what happens. That is Sean Fazan. Again, covers the Saints for Fox 8 Sports, at Sean Fazan, Fox 8, the way to follow him on Twitter. He'll be out there at Mandatory Minicamp starting on Tuesday. Sean, really appreciate you taking the time. Have fun out there, and uh, stay cool starting uh, tomorrow, okay? All right, man. appreciate it. All right, that is uh, Sean Fazan again does a terrific job covering the Saints. We'll talk more Saints when we come back. We'll take your calls, 1-800-998-1003, the way to get involved at ESPN Radio NOLA. Who do you want to see? Are you going to go out there for minicamp? Tweet us, call us, take your calls. We'll talk some Zion. Whatever you want, coming back. Jack Benjamin in for Gus Kattengill. It's the Sports Hangover on a Monday on ESPN Radio New Orleans. Zone, Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $69.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Dad deserves double the thanks this year, so this Father's Day, give him the power tool system that has everything for every job. The RYOBI One Plus tool system now on special buy. Over 260 RYOBI tools powered by one interchangeable 18-volt battery. And for a limited time, when you make a qualifying RYOBI purchase, you get one select tool or battery free. Feels like Father's Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid through July 31st, 2022. Valid at participating stores and online. Limit one per transaction. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. 
Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. Excited about a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengal. Amazing how time flies when you're having fun. What a packed Monday it's been. Jack Benjamin in for Gus. Here on a Monday on the sports hangover. So glad you can join us. Jordan Kleber, the graduate running shotgun. Buddy Miller working the dials. Jordan back on with us. We saw that uh, report. You just uh, sent me, Jordan, Sean Payton and the Dolphins. We were uh, stirring that up a little bit with Leo Haggerty last week. We were talking about NFC South and Tom Brady trying to make that move with Stephen Ross. Didn't quite work out that way. He was basically uh, silent about re- regarding uh, the possibilities of him getting over to Miami after his, what was it, a 40-day retirement. But, yeah, pretty interesting. The uh, report that just came out had a $100 million deal on the table to coach the team. Yeah, that was going to be a five-year $100 million deal that the Dolphins would offer Sean Payton. And actually, you know, you kind of mentioned it. They kind of went both silent. So they both Sean Payton and Tom Brady never shot down those rumors. They just kind of left it up in the air. So very interesting. I mean, $100 million for five years. I, I don't know how you turn that one down, though. That would have been the second known $100 million coaching contract John Gruden got $100 million, of course. That did not go very well with the Raiders. That was in 2018 for 10 years, but paid out for $10 million per season. Sean Payton, five years. So, boy, $20 million a year. I'd, I'd call that astronomical <laughs> in terms of a dollar oh. amount, and I'm guessing uh, Tom Brady would have been attached to it. Oh, I, I mean, 100%, but I, I would love to just pick Sean Payton's mind on why he didn't take that offer. <laughs> I mean, I know there's. you said he was just getting worn out from coaching, but at the same time, that's a lot of money. Well, I can tell you part of it was the plans had to kind of fall apart in early February. Remember, that's that's when the Brian Flores timeline began. He filed the lawsuit. My New York Giants were unfortunately involved in all that going on and their hiring of Brian Dable. So that's uh, certainly part of it. Hey, we want you to uh, get involved. You got to take on Sean Payton. You got to take on the Saints. So you're looking forward to seeing a minicamp again. Call us up 1-800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio. NOLA, the way to get involved. Also, another, you know, I saw this over on CBS Sports and they were saying there was basically another list of all NFL teams on who what team or what player each team can't afford to lose. And for the Saints, it was offensive tackle Ryan Ramchak. So I kind of found that one surprising. I think he's definitely a key contributor. At the same time, I mean, you don't have Alvin Kamara out there last season. I feel like the offense was completely stagnant. Yeah, I I, I mean, Kamara, of course, is is a huge piece. But I guess the perspective I could put it in is you lose to Ron Armstead of the Dolphins. So I guess your hope is Trevor Penning can hop in right away at left tackle. That's not an easy task, as you know, in the NFL to play that position right away and, and transition over there. Um, I guess James Hurst is a guy who hopefully at tackle can solidify a role there. But, yeah, Ramchek, um, he's a pretty valuable piece, man. They're, they're going to need him at his best. That's that's you know one of the things that hasn't gotten talked about a lot. And I know it's not the sexy thing to talk offensive line, but 
losing Armstead to the Dolphins, that, that's, that's something to keep an eye on. That's actually one thing, too, I think, during minicamp that could be interesting for folks just to check out the line and, and see how guys are meshing early on in, in the week. But, yeah, look, if you don't have people to, uh, to run the ball and playmakers to throw the ball to, you're going to struggle regardless. That was kind of funny that you mentioned Teron Armstead because for the Dolphins, it was actually a player that they can't afford to lose and newly acquired Teron Armstead. There you go. The one that CPS also had for them. So, hey, their offensive line is very important, especially, you know, for this team, new coach, new, you know, offensive philosophy in a sense. I, I mean, I know for the most part, it's going to be more of a Sean Payton like offense or just all around team. But, I mean, you got to, you know, assume that. It's going to look a little bit different. It's going to take some time for you know these players to adjust to Dennis Allen's system. Yeah, no question. And I'll tell you, from the, the can't afford to lose perspective too, I also look at the defensive line. I know that this has been talked about so much, but we, we talked about Marcus Davenport and the injury concerns there. I just look at it from a death perspective with him and Turner. And I, I don't know if you've seen, have you read, uh, Jordan about Peyton Turner and his injury history? And it's, it's truly like, I don't know how you put this even. So high school, he tears an ACL. He's got the uh, season-ending foot injury in November 2018, played five years at Houston before being the 28th overall pick. Four broken fingers in 2019, a uh, hand and knee injury in 2020, an elbow injury, dealt with a calf and a shoulder that was uh, season-ending last year. That's a guy who's had a lot of uh, injury uh, issues as well. So those are two guys I'm looking at. If you can keep those two healthy to at least complement Cam Jordan, that would be pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, this storyline going into almost, you know, the second half of the season for the Saints is always seems like it's, you know, can they stay can they stay healthy? That's what a lot of people usually look at, and that's what usually ends the season for the New Orleans Saints is they just weren't healthy enough towards the end of the season, especially come playoff time, and, and that's kind of the big detriment for the New Orleans Saints and just the roster as a whole. No question about it. Again, 1-800-998-1003. Who are you looking forward to seeing at Saints Mandatory Minicamp? Starts Tuesday and Wednesday. Fans are attending. I'm fascinated to see the turnout. I know it's going to be electric there. Hopefully not too hot. I know it will be hot because we're already in June here in Louisiana. So uh, make sure you uh, come prepared and with the with your uh, your beverages ready and uh, find a way to uh, you know get some get some uh, shading above you. Whatever you got to do to stay cool, but it should be a fun week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was just you know, outside this morning and usually that's when I walk the dog and it's supposed to be really relaxing and I'm, I'm over here drenched in, in with my shirts. I mean, it's been a hot couple of days, so hopefully it's not like that when it's open to the public. Yep. No question. Well, I look at this Saints team We've talked so much uh, on the offensive side of the ball and the different pieces and who is going to be able to contribute right away and then the different question marks. Uh, I'm just looking forward to finally seeing more of these guys out on the field. Uh, we were just talking with Sean Fazan. He made a great point. You know, a guy I had forgotten, Marshawn Lattimore. It's, it's just a name you kind of pass because, oh, he hasn't been out there for the first couple OTAs. But uh, to see him back on the field, Alvin Kamara, yeah, we know what's going on. But to see him get back out on the field and start to uh, see this team taking shape a little bit and working towards training camp. And before you know it, we're going to be at training camp and then we're going to be at the preseason. So 
this is the first step in a long journey. And, uh, you know, you take for granted, Jordan, a couple of years ago, you know, thinking about the, the lack of having fans around a mini camp and that sort of thing. It's good to at least be back to normal. And again, we talked about how electric it's going to be with all the LSU people and having uh, Landry and Matthew around now. It's going to be a lot of fun this week, a lot of storylines for people to watch. No, absolutely. I mean, the past couple of years, like you mentioned, I mean, fans haven't been able to go out there and, you know, actually, you know, witness some of the new faces that are going to be on the team. And the players really do enjoy, like, it, it might not seem like it, but the players really do enjoy when fans are out there watching them practice. I think it, it makes everything more, all right, it's becoming football season again. And it just, I guess, it, in a sense, it gets, you know, the fans and the players connected on what to expect. Uh, come game time on a, on any given Sunday. Yeah, a lot to look forward to for sure for this New Orleans Saints fan base. Again, Tuesday, Wednesday, open to the public. Thursday will be closed. Um, What was the, the thing I was just looking at? There are, yeah, there were a, a couple people talking about who possibly is going to be in attendance and whatnot. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the turnout for sure and what this uh, this team starts to look like. I opened the show, you know, talking about Dennis Allen. It, it is really crazy to think about the fact that you go back to 2006 and you've had Sean Payton at every single minicamp except one in, in 2012. They both wore visors, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a different visor over there on the sidelines. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure this will uh, be extra special for Dennis Allen to be the, the lead man. Things are going to be a little different from that perspective for fans, not seeing uh, Sean Payton out there. But, look, this is uh, the new direction. you got a guy in there who certainly is capable of doing the job. And step one, I guess, uh, on the process, at least from a uh, public perspective, be able to see this team and, and see where they can go. Yeah, and also uh, Dennis Allen mentioned, I believe, a few weeks ago that the team is actually going to be going up to uh, – have joint practice with the Green Bay Packers, so that's something mm. that's new. That Sean Payton, he's he's gone elsewhere in, in the past, but the past few years it's been mainly here in New Orleans that where they had other teams come in and, and participate in practice. So I, I find that very interesting that Dennis Allen chose Green Bay, who's a lot of people are saying a, a NFC title contender. It's going to be interesting, Noah. <laughs> No Devontae Adams anymore for Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball oh. to. So, uh, look, they drafted a, uh, they drafted an FCS guy in, uh, Christian Watson, who, uh, I know pretty well. I, I called a, uh, FCS playoff game, Nichols, North Dakota State. And, uh, so I guess he's got to, uh, now try to fill those shoes left by the best receiver, arguably, in the NFL, at least the most productive over the past several years in, in Devontae Adams. I don't know. It's look. The Packers are always going to be there with Aaron Rodgers, but uh, it seems to me he's a little more focused right now on working on the golf game. And uh, we saw that match he had with Brady and uh, and uh, taking on uh, Allen and Mahomes. So yeah, we'll we'll see. That's the, the Packers are one of my definitely one of my big off season questions as far as teams because you know what they're possibly capable of when you have number twelve under center. But uh, who knows? Yeah, just to quickly add to that point, at the same same time. They could get it done in the regular season, but come playoff time, always seem to you know kind of fumble the fumble the ball, uh, kind of getting towards the finish line for the Packers. So it's going to be a big storyline this season, like you said, Jack, and see if Aaron Rodgers can get something done. Same number of playoff wins as the Saints last year, zero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been the case for the Packers for uh, for a while, at least not uh, getting more than a uh, more than a win over the last uh, stretch of time.
We will uh, take a quick break here, come back and take some calls before we wrap up. It's the Sports Hangover. Jack Benjamin in for guest Cattengill on this Monday on ESPN Radio New Orleans. Not only does the largest diamond store in Louisiana have 2,389 engagement rings. We also have 904 wedding bands. Not including the one-of-a-kind wedding band we're going to make for you. Do you have a really unique engagement ring? Are you having a hard time finding a wedding band that matches it? Come to Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. The largest diamond store in Louisiana. He just loves saying that. Ramsey's can make a custom wedding band that fits alongside your engagement ring perfectly no matter how unusual your engagement ring is it will look like it was made for it because it was the sky is the limit when you come to the largest diamond store in louisiana dad i think aunt Lori likes saying that too you're gonna find the perfect engagement ring at ramsey's and you're gonna find the perfect wedding band too engagement rings and wedding bands are what we do and big anniversary diamonds welcome to ramsey's ramsey's diamond jewelers the largest diamond store in louisiana on veterans between bonneville and west end in metairie rtc etel and vision have always led the way in communications a network built for every possibility internet tv voice and security and now we're moving faster than ever before propelling us forward into the future that's what we call revolution and the revolution is closer than you think rtc etel and vision are now rev new name same company learn more at letsrev.com energize your business with bayou black electric supply in homa when you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Jack Benjamin in for Gus, wrapping up third and final hour of this Monday. So glad to have you along for the ride. Jordan Kleber, the graduate riding shotgun. Buddy Miller working the dials. We do want to hear from you. Final couple of minutes here, 1-800-998-1003. We'll try to squeeze in a couple more calls if we have the time here. Um, Jordan, we were talking about the Saints going to break and all the storylines surrounding minicamp. Did the whole segment as well on Zion and, and the possibilities for an extension there? I, I would think Pels fans, you know, I was looking at Twitter and just kind of reading the reactions around the uh, the comments made by Zion speaking at his uh, summer basketball camp at a local YMCA, reiterating how he wants to stay. Pel, Pels fans will tell you, the national media perspective was not always, oh, it's a no-doubter that Zion's staying. <laughs> it's amazing how the, uh, as Michael Scott says in the office, how the turntables turn. <laughs> no, I mean, that's one of the things that Gus and I always talk about on the show is just it's amazing how many people in the national media know nothing about the New Orleans Pelicans, but we're just report on everything that they think is true, but is, 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 is completely false. It's the exact opposite. And it's very frustrating, especially for a small market team like New Orleans. Um, 
when, you know, you have so much upside ending the season. I know you, you know, you lost in the first round, but to get to that point in the playoffs was, you know, something in of itself. And immediately after having that Zion news of, hey, he probably doesn't want to be there, which is just completely false. I think it was great to see him come out, face the media, do stuff within the community. And that just his actions basically shut everybody up within within the national media so i really did appreciate and i'm sure fans really appreciate appreciated what zion did for the community and just by his comments that he made um i think it was either before or after uh that that event yeah i think it was adrian wojnarowski who, who had reported about how as we've reported all along zion's gonna sign with the pelicans right away and come on it hasn't it hasn't been reported all along i'm not blaming woge woge isn't the guy necessarily was doing that but that has not been the message i just think so often it's not coming from the person's mouth themselves and so you're just right. jumping to conclusions based on what perceptions may be and that kind of thing but yeah, I mean, I think a great sign was, and there have been many great signs along these lines, but not only seeing the videos of Zion and the fact that he clearly is already dedicating himself to get in better shape, the fact that he's just been around the facility. You think about these young guys, the Trey Murphys of the world, and Herb Jones, and Jose Alvarado, and Jackson Hayes. This this was not the case a year ago. He was separate. He was distant. You can take that for what you will, but um, he's around. He's engaged, and, and now it's about finding that you know, that happy medium on this contract extension. And there are ways to do this the proper way to, to keep both parties involved and engaged and pleased. And uh, I, I trust David Griffin to be able to do that. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's been said multiple times, but it, it's such a true statement where, you know, if, if a player just commits to the city of new Orleans and shows that he actually cares, uh, they're going to, they're going to reciprocate all of that, that, I mean, they acknowledge everything that you're doing, whether it be in the community on the field, if you talk good about him on social media, the fans are going to have your back no matter what. So I think that was great to see Zion. I mean, just take that step forward to, to grow within the community. Uh, and you've seen a bunch of other players do that from the Saints and the Pelicans. So it's nice to have that, that number one guy do that as well. Again, he's eligible for a five-year, 186 million max rookie extension, but um, with different ways that this could be structured and uh, – the possibilities of um, putting on some limitations there based on games played and whatnot due to his setbacks from his uh, fractured foot last August and then the uh, slow recovery and setbacks from surgery. There's a, a possibility that they could be structured a, uh, a certain way to at least protect the Pelicans a little bit more. So uh, fascinating to see certainly how that ultimately plays out. And we'll uh, be keeping an eye on that for sure. You know, I was just... Yeah, I- I was, I didn't mean, didn't mean, no, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jordan. I, w- I was going to tell you, too, I was just reading an article uh, just ahead of Game 5 tonight of the NBA Finals about Clay Thompson reflecting on uh, the, the three years, basically, since the uh, ACL tear that he suffered in the 2019 Finals and his recovery and then just thinking back to uh, how patient Warriors fans were with that process. I think there's a lot that now, no, the Pelicans did not have two NBA titles, or three NBA titles, I should say, before that process of the injury starting, but I think there's a lot you can take away from the patience factor involved with Clay Thompson and his recovery and, and the way that you know, Warriors fans have stuck this out. Yeah, it's, you're comparing apples to oranges in terms of two teams being in different spots, but um, look at Steph Curry early, early on in his career. You think that was frustrating for Warriors fans? I'd say oh, yeah, so. The guy, the, guy, the guy couldn't stay healthy on the floor. They stuck it out with him, and uh, here they are now. The guy's a two-time MVP, and 
having a historic performance, looking for a fourth ring in eight years. Patience does pay off. I started my show saying tempered expectations for Saints fans at minicamp. Pels fans, I think, can go a long way towards that, too, as you approach this Zion situation. Yeah, patience is truly a virtue. And another kind of example is 76ers and Joel Embiid. It took him a a few years to finally get going. But now he's consistently, you know, in the running for an MVP uh, the past couple of seasons. And he's taken his team. He hasn't brought him to the, you know, the promised land just yet. But, I mean, they're well on their way of, you know, potentially getting there in the near future. Well, that'll uh, wrap it for us here on a Monday. Big thanks, Jordan Kleber, the graduate, my man. Always uh, appreciate it. Fun couple of days with you. Hopefully we do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. I really do appreciate the past Monday and Friday filling in for Gus. And all awesome shows. Loved it. Thank you again. Anytime. Buddy Miller working the board. Appreciate him, as always, for all the folks here at uh, KLRZ. Big thanks to Gus as well. He will be back with you on Wednesday. My man Corey Glore will be with you tomorrow as well, so that'll be a fun time for all of them and more. Jack Benjamin saying so long. This has been the Sports Hangover on ESPN Radio New Orleans. After further review with Matt Moscona is up next. Fuck up this